This episode is brought to you by Plantronics Gaming. everyone today is friday the 25th of march 2016 and this is the gap episode 314 i'm luke laurie and job gore is here once again what up uh it's just two of us this week yep which is cool that's fine uh this podcast can come uh fresh hot off the microphone off the microphone yeah yeah it's, like it's direct almost direct to you nearly live it's friday <laughs> it's friday we're we're, we're working on holidays we are. That's how dedicated we are. I just finished eating hot cross buns. Yep. Yep. That Which don't make any sense. No. No, they don't. Not I all. mean... Mm. But uh, the unfortunate news, news is that everybody's going to have to uh, pay triple time for our, our time today. Um, so the, the podcast will be three times as much. It's true. Uh, so still I'm zero. sorry to spring it on you guys. Yeah, it's still zero dollars, but it's three times the zeros. It's uh, tray, tray zeros. You know. Yeah, we're not funny at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So we saw some Batman last night. Batman vs Superman. It came yeah. out in uh, Australia. Oh well, you saw it on Tuesday. I did see it on Tuesday. Yes. Why we didn't podcast on Tuesday. That's why we didn't podcast on Tuesday. Because uh, you had priorities. Yep. Yep. <laughs> to, <laughs> to see, see a movie that I was definitely going to see two days later anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so I guess we'll, we'll maybe talk a little bit about it now, but won't talk spoilers. We might put that at the very end after the show. We'll do some spoiler talk afterwards. Don't listen to, you know, post uh, outro music if you don't want spoilers. But if you've watched the movie you want to join in on our conversation then definitely listen afterwards but for now uh what did you think luke um i was a bit worried going in yeah uh mainly because of the reviews started coming out like two days before yeah uh, it's getting pretty hammered at the moment it is yep uh but yeah i went in without uh my only expectations were the the last soup band movie which um i thought was okay it had a lot of issues um i thought but uh you know i still think watchmen is one of the best comic book films that have been released in the past couple of years yeah um it's a really good adaption probably one of the best that i can think of Mm -hmm. um and then like kind of having this film be a pretty close adaption to the dark knight returns i was hopeful Yep. Um, that maybe he could just not have much to do with the writing and that sort of stuff and just do what he does good, the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, overall, like I still, in, in I didn't hate the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it, it did some good things, but it did a lot of things wrong. Uh, yeah. In the end, I think, um, yeah, I think probably Ben Affleck is one of the best things about that film and his portrayal of uh, Batman, maybe. Yep. I don't know. I don't know yep. if he's 
Bruce Wayne is as good as uh, as good as the last one. Bales. Yeah, but I thought he did an okay job. Um, but yeah, much better, much better Batman for sure. You know what it is, right? Like I think, I think Christian Bale, having played uh, Patrick Bateman in American Psycho, mm-hmm. is just by default automatically uh, just capable of being a Bruce Wayne more than anyone else I can think of because he's already had that experience of being an ultra-rich psychopath. Because, mm-hmm. like, Bruce Wayne is, at the end of the day... A crazy man uh, with too much money. A crazy man, yeah, <laughs> with a lot of money. Um, <laughs> yeah, he uh, dresses up and goes out and punches people at night. And, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I, obviously, uh, you know, there's there's the very strong argument that uh, actually Batman dresses up in a suit and goes to uh, goes society to events. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, in his disguises, in his costume as Bruce Wayne. But nevertheless, either way you swing that, uh, he's a crazy person. Um, and so, yeah, I think... Christian Bale had that sort of experience in hand already, but I think Ben Affleck is supposed to represent a much older, much sadder version of Batman in Batman vs. Superman because he's not the young Batman. He's not the just coming up Batman. He is a Batman who has seen some shit. Yeah, and I think that's the problem. The movie doesn't portray that enough. Like, it it kind of hints it a little bit, but it takes yep. a long time for them to actually explain. Well, they don't even explain it. They just kind of side mention it. Um, they, they could have done a better job of, of portraying yep. that a bit better, I think. I think so, too. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of stuff that they could have done a better job of portraying, I think. Like, it's... I, I actually really like the movie. I've seen it twice. I would actually go to see it a third time because um, I think there's enough in it to, to warrant a third screening. Um, I... Uh, but like at the same time, I understand some of the negative reviews. Some of them, not all of them, but I understand some of the negative review- reviews. Because when I go into a movie, like movies for me, right, are s- specifically separate to video games. Every video game I play, it doesn't matter what. If I'm playing fucking like Infinity Golf on my fucking phone, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm playing whatever. Lara Croft go on my phone I am criticising fucking everything I'm like going at it with a critical mind you can't turn that shit off right like once you start reviewing games you never stop it doesn't even matter if you're not specifically reviewing a game you review every game you think about every game like that but like for a movie I don't have to review them so I don't really think about them uh, I don't consider the acting like your girlfriend was saying that Gal Gadot is a terrible actor actress yeah. uh I didn't think so. She seemed good to me. Uh, when she showed up uh, doing her thing, she was fucking awesome, I thought. Um, she also, like, your girlfriend also didn't like Jeremy Irons, Jeremy's Iron. Um, Said so he phoned it in. I, th- I thought he was awesome. Yeah, I thought he was good. perfect as an Alfred who has resigned himself to the fact that, you know, Bruce is going to throw it, piss it all away. Um, and... Yeah, so, like, I think analysing people as 
right on their acting talent or acting capability in certain things is unbelievably complex. And I'm so glad that I don't have to fucking criticize people or critically analyze that sort of thing. Uh, so when I go into a movie, basically uh, all I do is I let myself be immersed in the world and try to like experience the, the th- like the film, which I think is why Zack Snyder manages to like work so much of the time for me like i mean i haven't watched 302 uh 301 or whatever it's called um <laughs> yeah and i never will because uh to me uh 300 didn't need a sequel and uh, to me frank miller hasn't had a relevant voice uh in decades yeah um but 300 was still a f- fantastically stylistically brilliant representation of the comic uh the the 300 comic um and you know watchman was fucking flawless like flawless it's the kind of shit that when alan moore says i make uh, i make graphic novels i write graphic novels uh so that in a in a way that they can only be represented by comics as a medium the watchman is the direct proof that cinema can do what comics do now like that is that is all of that gone away like alan moore should at some point watch that film just to see someone represent his work perfectly on the screen because he's been burned before obviously and he and he gets sad about that Mm mm-hmm uh, yeah, but The Watchmen, I like. Obviously, for me, The Dark Knight is the best comic book movie of all time. Um, but The Watchmen is a close second. It's it's too too like. Well, Alan Moore's book itself is really good. Uh, is one of my <laughs> tip tops. Yeah, except for the end. Um, uh, and so, yeah, the film staying so close to the source material in terms of like scening and like comic frames drawn brought to life it's uh yeah he fucking nails it um he did sucker punch was a fucking travesty obviously uh and that's just Zack snyder not having anything to work on uh work from he just i don't know when he makes it up for himself he, he just doesn't have any vision he like sees sort of brilliant uh scenes and he's got no idea how to put them together and i think that that comes across a bit in batman vs superman as well i guess um like not really knowing how to structure it properly because it's such a fucking long movie yeah and it goes all over the place sometimes and yeah, it jumps all over the place and there's like these dream sequences and you had questions because you like they didn't give people enough information in the dream sequences to really go on anything. And like I put it all together myself because I have sort of picked where it's all going eventually and like franchise wise, I know where they're trying to take it. But like I can totally understand how you would have missed a bunch of shit like the- well, yeah, it feels like they've cut half an hour out of the film. Easy. Yeah, easy half an hour, maybe more. Um, which is just I mean, necessary. It is necessary. It would have been a three hour plus film hmm. if they hadn't, but still yeah. Um I 
yeah, on that subject, I, but like on overall, I thought it was really good. Um, they did some fantastic, like once again, uh, scene for scene, comic book fucking frames brought to life. Like uh, the no, I can't say. It. Doesn't matter. We'll you talk about it later. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just some awesome shit. Uh, I've got some really like strong feelings about elements of what people have been complaining about. That is like people are complaining that Superman isn't good enough in it. And what do you mean by not good enough? Cause I've got some complaints about him. Yeah. One of the one of the complaints I saw was that uh, in the opening scenes, Batman, because uh, the opening scenes, this isn't a spoiler. It is a spoiler if you haven't seen it and you're trying to avoid everything, but it is in the trailer. Uh, I've watched the trailers now, so I'm not going to go any further than the trailers. But in the opening scenes, Batman, Bruce Wayne, saves more people in Metropolis than Superman did in Man of Steel. That's an argument that they make because Bruce Wayne like lifts one person out of the rubble and saves another little girl. So two people and, uh, Superman could argue to save anyone. He gets rid of Zod, right? Yeah. That literally (laughs) saves everyone with, Uh, with the giant machine that's trying to drill a hole in the earth. (laughs) Bruce Wayne is playing. Yeah. The fucking small ball. And yeah. Clark Kent, Superman is doing fucking everything, saving everyone. Bruce Wayne saves two people. Uh, yeah. Some people die while Clark Kent saves everyone. The, the world, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that my biggest issue with him was that it, like, it's supposed to be a Superman film and he just feels like a, like, he's got no arc. There's no, he doesn't get much to do. Yep. At all. So, <laughs> that's one of the things. That's exactly, it's not a Superman film. It's a Batman film. It's a, it's a film based on a Batman comic. Yeah. But it's uh, supposed to be a Superman sequel. Like, it, this is supposed to be a Superman sequel. A Man of Steel sequel. Yeah. But, but they turned it into a Batman film. Because Superman's a terrible character. And I, what I think happened is they realized that they can't do anything with Superman. There's nothing that they can do with Superman that hasn't been done a billion times before or isn't unbelievably stale. Well, uh, they, they could have, but they've... Com- yeah, we're going into spoilers talk here. I mean, there's a storyline they could have done, which was is super ballsy, um, but they decided to spin it into a, a yeah Dark Knight film as well. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll but talk about I'm, afterwards. Th- there's a scene where where Superman is talking or, or Clark Kent is talking to somebody, and mm. he just gets like the shit acted out of him. Like you 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 see this other person on screen talking, and you're like, man. Like he has stolen the film and just shit all over what it, like the what everyone else has basically done in the film. Uh, Who has? I think the person that is talking to Clark Kent. It's later oh, on in the okay. film. You're like, man, he's getting the shit acted out of him right now. I don't. I don't rate Henry Cavill. I think Brandon Ruth was a better Superman in a worse Superman film. Um, but he's like, I think Brandon Ruth is a better actor, and he. I, I think I don't think Henry Cavill. I think Henry Cavill has to pretend to smile at people. Right? But like, if you want a Henry, if you want a Superman who thinks he's above everyone, I think Cavill is pretty much perfect. 
but mm. I, I don't think he's a very good actor. And so in basically every scene, Cavill gets his, like, ass handed to him. Um, he just, like, he just seems off the pace of the, the scene and, and he just never seems to be quite where everyone else is. And you got to think if that's the best take that they managed to get out of him, then there must be some fucking shockers in there. But, uh, he's yeah, just so I, bland. I, I don't know. I feel yeah. like it's, it could be the directing as well. Yeah. Maybe, maybe no, well, I mean, I guess, like I if, guess Cavill was good in, um, the man from uncle. Right. So yeah, he was finding that. Yeah. It just seems like there's no distinguishing between Superman and Clark Kent. Yeah. Like do they seem like the same character to me when they're on screen. I was saying this last night, but if like people complain that, you know, uh, the movie is too serious, it's too bleak and dark and all that kind of shit. And they're sick of dark, dark comic book films. And I think it's an insult to comic book films to believe that they can't be serious, that they can't be about serious things. Cause we've had decades of, you know, mouse and go watch uh, Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The inverse. Go and watch fucking yeah, the fucking Tim Burton films. Um, oh, the Tim Burton films are fine. Like the first two are, are, are decent. It's the ones after that that turn into like a slapstick comedy film. Come on, man. The first ones are pretty fucking slapstick. They're fu- like they're not. They're they're pretty dark for their times. I guess. Like I watched Batman the original one recently. Yeah. Uh, it's not. Yeah, you know, it's not like a hilarious. It's not like the. Which one has Adam the Joker West? in it? Is that the first one? The or first second? one, yeah. Second one has Two Face, right? Uh, second one is no Penguin and Catwoman. All oh, right. Uh, third one, I think, is Two Face and Riddler. Okay. Yeah, that one is fucking goofy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. But what was I saying? Um. Oh yeah. Like so, the the idea that comic book movies can't be serious, can't tackle serious things, is. I think it's inherently insulting, but at the same time, people still haven't worked out that Clark Kent is Superman. And I know it's a tired old joke, but seriously, he just puts on some fucking glasses and parts his hair a bit different. That's not enough of a disguise. Like, they've got to fucking recognize that that shit doesn't fly anymore. They've got to fucking do something with it. I know it's iconic to have him fucking wear the glasses, but just have a scene, right, where Lois, where he puts his fucking glasses on. And he's like, I'm ready to go back. And he puts his glasses on, and Lois is like, "No, Clark, that like you you can't do that." Okay, everyone can tell you're fucking Superman. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Um, but and just like fucking full blown fucking like notify everyone that you're aware that it's ridiculous, and he has to put in some more fucking effort, and that's it. But yeah, what if like he does, he tries to do a really hard fight and then just grows like a massive beard and all of a sudden, boom. <laughs> they, like, well, they did that in the original, like Man of Steel. He was running around with a beard. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, how would he shave it? Um, <laughs> kryptonite. Kryptonite razors. Um, yeah, no. Uh, he moves at super speed. He can like changed his clothes really quick. Couldn't he put on, like, a fake nose or something? Right? Like, <laughs> With his glasses. Nose. One of those Groucho Marx glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and a mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice mustache, uh, Clark. It's an interesting look for you. 
Hey, <laughs> wise guy. <laughs> yeah, starts shaking his cigar. Um, but yeah, like so from from some perspectives, I can understand why uh, people think these movies can't be serious, but they one hundred percent can, and they should be. Like, I I don't think it, we should be restricted to the sort of uh, I don't know faux seriousness that occurs in the Marvel films not to take anything away from the Marvel films like when when I say that wait when, when I say that I think superhero films can be dark and should be dark I'm not trying to take anything away from the ones that aren't that are light and fun but like I just don't think like nobody would say we need to talk about Kevin needed some jokes people were literally saying couldn't they crack some jokes and like Jeremy Irons cracks jokes in Batman versus Superman so does uh, Lawrence Fishburne and Lawrence Fishburne yeah like there's actually a fair chunk of of humour in that but people don't want to see it because they think oh it's it's night all the time it's so dark so depressing so dank um yeah so that they they just sort of like write it off immediately but yeah that like that levity sort of exists but it's levity only to undercut the seriousness like it exists solely to cut the seriousness because otherwise it takes away and yeah nobody would ask like nobody the best movie of 2014 uh prisoners was it Prisoners? Prisoners was in that. Yeah, that was uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Hugh Jackman, right? Hugh Jackman, yeah. Remember how fucking funny that was? No. Nobody said, ah, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal was great. Well, couldn't he throw a fucking pie or something? Like, it's super heavy, this movie. It's too serious. Nobody says these things about anything apart from comic book movies. Nobody ever says any movie that isn't a comic book movie is too serious. They're like, oh, yeah, uh, Hugh Jackman tortures the fuck out of a dude. Um, it's, it's fucking really, really nasty. Or, you know, uh, un, unthinkable, I think it was called, uh, with Samuel L. Jackson, when he tortures a terrorist, mm-hmm. uh, hard out. Nobody said, yeah, well, like, yeah, he's cutting off that dude's fingers one at a time. Maybe he could put one up his nose as a joke. No, people don't want jokes unless it's a comic book film because they can't imagine a comic book film being serious because they can't imagine comic books being serious. It's part of the, the I don't know, internal fucking psyche of people to immediately assume uh, they're wearing capes. It must be all silly. And it's something that has happened repeatedly. Like, it's a, it's a, every time you see one of these uh, things, like, uh, since... Basically, Batman Begins and Constantine came out the same year. DC decided that they were going to go dark. And people have been complaining about it ever since. Like, uh, in The Guardian, mm-hmm. when Watchmen came out, the reviewer said, Could a viewer unfamiliar with the comic really take any of this seriously? And uh, at Cine Passion, see, I'll write this shit down. Uh, a dude uh, complained about the Dark Knight by saying, the dude dresses like a bat and suddenly we're going to pretend cinema has at long last fulfilled its potential. The fact that someone is dressed up 
like automatically writes off the idea that the film could be any good at all. Like that is literally how people go into comic book films. Mm-hmm. They are stuck in a place where like they're stuck, stuck in arrested developments, perpetual adolescence. They're not allowed to grow up. And I think it's horseshit. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the people criticizing Batman vs. Superman, there are a lot of legitimate complaints. Don't get me wrong. And like I already explained, I don't consider myself to be a uh, comic, uh, movie reviewer. But uh, I think, yeah, that a lot of the complaints are born out of a place that doesn't give them the respect that I think that they deserve from the get-go. And so they sort of start at a place. Like if you were... Imagine scoring out of 10. Instead of starting at 5, these ones start at 2, and they have to work their way up immediately. And they, most of the time, never do. Anyway. Uh, We might talk a bit more about that later on, um, depending on how we're going for time, I guess, because we've got a busy day of drinking. So much drinking. And Uh, so much chicken wings. Can I tell you about the chicken wings? Sure. Ladies and gentlemen... I am the greatest cook. You're the chicken master? I'm the chicken master. <laughs> I'm cheating. Uh, I'm not doing chicken wings. No, I'm doing chicken wings, but I'm also doing chicken bits, like boneless wings, you might call them, if uh, you're being generous, but they're basically just breast nuggets, uh, chicken breast nuggets. Uh, so on one hand, I'm doing jerk chicken that I will um, slow cook for two and a half hours. And then I'll chuck them on the barbecue for about two minutes just to get a little bit of char on them. And uh, I made the sauce yesterday for the the jerk marinade, uh, and it's not come. Um, And uh, I tasted it when I finished making it, and I had to drink some uh, water immediately. It was way too fucking hot, which is awesome. (laughs) And uh, the chicken nuggets that I'm making, because I'm making... Spicy ones and not so spicy ones. The chicken nuggets I'm making have been brining in Coke for the last 21 hours. Just sitting in Coke, being broken down by the sugars. Uh, There's a bunch of like spices and stuff in there to sort of give it a bit of heat and uh, give it some flavor. And yeah, I'm going to take them out, cover them in breadcrumbs and then put them in the deep fryer mm-hmm. and they're going to be spectacular so there you go it's cool. going to be amazing do you have yep. celery uh, yes we'll have celery and carrots okay, cool yeah you're just going to eat the celery and carrots yeah yeah I'm going uh, vegan ah you're going vegan yep after yes. last night yeah there was vegan protesters outside the cinema yeah yeah. Took a yeah, a while to figure out what they're doing, but okay. Yeah. They I think they need better marketing. I think so. Yeah. Yup. Anyway. Should we talk about some games? Video games. Last week was a bit of a short one. Um all we played was I think the division, right? That's well, true. All I'd played was this division because you've been on your holiday. Yeah. But uh you're back now. Did you want to talk about that first up? The division? Yeah, sure. I made level thirty. Yeah. Cool. Uh, finally, um, and uh, I've been doing a couple of daily missions with our crew. Yeah. 
Um, did did you have you been in Dark Zone yet or like no? Okay. Yeah, every time I go to go in the Dark Zone, we've like spent too much time doing dailies, and so I run out of time. And I like I want to sort of dedicate a good chunk of time to the, the Dark Zone. Yeah, it's not a bad. Well, I, I haven't played this new patch that dropped like two days ago. Yep. Um, but yeah, the dailies was the place to kind of get some decent gear. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to what was in the dark zone. They've increased the rewards you get for killing rogues and for going rogue. So there might be more incentive for that to occur now. But uh, I think if it's still more efficient to just farm AI, mm-hmm. then it probably won't happen. Um I haven't seen it in action though yet, so I'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what do you think? I, think? I liked it. Mm-hmm. I like after level twenty-five, I was able to play with uh, some of the level thirty guys in our crew. Yeah. And so I wasn't stuck playing on my own anymore. Um, and. Once you're playing with a group of, like, four, that game is really good good fun. Like, the I think the difficulty increases just enough to make it feel unbelievably tense and force you to work properly as a team uh, while not becoming overwhelming. Like, it can be a tough uh, balancing act. Um, When I I hit level 30 and then Fjaren jumped online... Um, and I, uh, like he was 29 and he only had the last mission to do. And so I just finished the last mission, but I'm like, oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's take him through. Let's get him to level 30. That'll be good. And, uh, I was the party leader. So I secretly put it on hard mode, Mm -hmm. uh, for the last mission. Yep. And uh, that shit was fucking rough. Like, we got fucking bodied really, really early on uh, to the point where I'm like, oh, fuck, maybe we should just start over because we fucked this up. We're not going to finish this. But uh, no, we managed to finish it. With four, Uh, you finished it hard? Yep. Oh, okay. That's weird. Uh, I would have thought that challenging would have been a lot harder. Um, Hey? There's usually two. Uh, challenging is usually the highest one you can do. Oh, no, I think we couldn't do challenging because uh, Fjaren is level 29 and oh, you've got okay. to be all level 30. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we managed... Uh, it, was, it was still rough. Like, he didn't turn 30 until fucking the end of the um, mission and uh, he didn't have any level 30 weapons and the difference those things make is fucking huge it's almost like a double in dps uh the the moment you start getting halfway decent fucking 30 gear and uh yeah it's just a massive leap uh it's a big difference in the game between 29 and 30 um the amount of damage you start to do and uh yeah i don't know man like i i had fun um it relies heavily on other people being around because otherwise you just sort of sit there and you know do the same shit again uh which is what mmfos sort of do like it's a bit like playing diablo on your own is uh fine for getting up the levels or farming a particular item which i don't think exists in 
the division yet. I don't think farming for items or anything like that really exists. Um, but yeah, until that occurs, like yeah, you're sort of stuck. You can only really have fun when there are other people involved, and yeah, yeah, I don't know. Mm. It's uh, people have been asking me if I I recommend buying it. And my genuine, honest-to-God advice is wait until the middle of the next month when the first raid drops. Yeah. Find out if the raid's any good and you'll have an idea of whether or not the entire content platform is going to be any good. Yeah. Because at the moment, there's nothing to do at the end. Yeah, and you can't tell right now whether or not it's going to be worth it. Like, if you get it... Uh, when the raid drops and everyone says it's good, if everyone says, yeah, the raid's good, then you get it. You'll be like leveling up. You won't be able to play with your friends while they level up, but at least you'll be peripheral to your friends. And then when you hit level 30, uh, 25, you'll be able to get dragged up to level 30 and play with your friends and get that experience and then jump in the raid. Uh, but if the raid drops and people are like, ah, oh, it's kind of shit, then, uh, yeah dodge it and you won't have spent 24 hours i think it took me 24 and a half hours to get to level 30 in game time uh you won't have spent 24 and a half hours getting to level 30 to play raids that nobody wants to play that's my advice anyway that's what i think yeah yep cool what what type of gear you got at the moment any uh gold or uh i've got one gold and everything else is purple um, uh, no, I think I might have might have a blue as my secondary weapon oh. because it was still that much better than any fucking purple I had. Uh, it's yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it's my sniper rifle. It's just a blue level thirty is that much better. Um, but otherwise, yeah, everything's purple. My gold is a pistol. I bought the uh, cool. Yeah, I think like, I got that as well. Constructed it myself. Yeah. Some sort of blueprint. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I played a little bit more on uh, the weekend um, yep. with Arthur and uh, a couple other guys. I can't remember who it was. Um, Chappie? Yeah, yeah, actually it was. That's right. Yep. And someone else. Uh, someone from maybe Arthur's stream. I'm not too sure. Anyway, oh. we, we kind of, we did a bunch of dailies, uh, which is, which was pretty fun. Uh, got a bunch of gear out of that and then roamed around in the dark zone, um, for a couple hours. And that, that was like, I think I got to about 30 in the dark zone. Um, and yeah, it was more of that, like running around and going and doing the objectives in there, like finding the bosses and just farming that, but it wasn't really getting any good gear from that. Um, really at all yep. so that's why i was like oh yeah i think i'm gonna bail like i'm probably done with this part because like we were in the the high end of the dark zone area like the dz6 and, and that sort of stuff and kind of roaming back between the, the three highest ones up there and and farming everything um you'd open up those the, the the chests up there that you kind of need the keys for and would not really get much out of that and it's like what am i what am i doing in here like what's the point um we found i think two rogue players at one stage this is between like the four hour period we were playing wow so nobody's really going rogue yeah um so yeah it's just like what's the point at the moment there's no incentive at all in there to do that because we were getting much better gear in the dailies (laughs) 
<laughs> as opposed to the chests, uh, bosses, yeah, like just any of that stuff in the dark zone. So, yeah, I, I'm curious to see what this new con- this incursion content is and where that kind of takes the game. I hope it, um, yeah, I hope it kind of puts a bit more content in there for that end game stuff because at the moment there's really not not much. But in saying that, I also haven't jumped in since the Rogue update, um, which I think they needed to do something about that because nobody's fighting in there at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we should go in and start some fights. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Sometimes you have to be the change you want to see in other people. It used to be that in uh, DayZ, I would specifically not murder people to uh, try to encourage people to no longer kill on sight. Mm -hmm. And it worked a little bit. Well... Maybe we have to go in and uh, bring the motherfucking ruckus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, this uh New York City, right? Like, someone's got to fuck it up. Yeah. We should. Yep. Excellent. Let's do it. Um, cool. All right. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, yeah, no, I... Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to jump in and see see if they've incentivized people to go rogue a bit more. And if they haven't, we'll just fucking do it anyway. Yeah. See uh, see what kind of rewards you get out of being rogue. Yeah. If you live, of course. But yeah. Nice. Cool. Um, I yeah. As I said, I haven't had much time to play too many things this week, but I did get a chance to check out um, a couple adventure games, which I know you'll be excited about. Oh, Day of the Tentacle. I did, but before that, I, I was looking for something to play on the weekend, and uh, I fired up um, uh, The Secret of Monkey Island 2, uh, uh-huh. Chuck's Revenge, which I had the remastered version of that and, and hadn't played it yet. So uh, I played a couple hours of that. It, it's good. It's um, Once I saw <laughs> Day of the Tentacle, it's kind of a, a, like a, gives you an idea of kind of where they've gone in terms of directions, the art style, that, that sort of thing. Right. Um, cause they are quite different. Um, you can kind of with, with Monkey Island, they've done these uh, like painted backgrounds, but the characters in there, you kind of still see that they're separate to the environment. Whereas Day of the Tentacle, everything looks very flat and everything looks, um, uh, like it, it everything looks like it's one sort of image. Whereas in Monkey Island, you can go, oh, well, that's a thing I need to pick up because it looks different to everything else. Yeah, type thing. Um, yeah. But otherwise, like it's it's all good. Monkey Island's still like a lot of fun. Um, it's still challenging. Uh, I had some issues getting past some certain sections because I couldn't just couldn't remember what to do next. Uh, but they've got a built-in hint system, which can be helpful. Um, but yeah, that that seems pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, Day of the Tentacle dropped this week, the remastered version. Really pretty game. Uh, the art styles, I think, quite well done. Uh, when I when I fired it up, I was like, "Wow, this looks exactly the same as how I remembered it." And then I went back to the original. I was like, "Holy fuck!" Like, no, this doesn't look anything <laughs> like what it used to be, um, yeah. which is cool. Like, it's a funny way how your memory works. Um, but also, I blasted through that game. It took me, man, I'm not sure how long. Probably th- four hours, I would say, um, to finish it. But I, the reason it took me so qu- quick was because I remembered how to do everything. Because uh, when that game originally came out, I think in the 90s, uh, 92 or something, um, let me just check, 93 came out. Uh, yeah, I played a fuckload of that game. So going back and kind of looking at um, how your memory works and 
looking at certain objects in the game and going, oh, that's right, I need this thing to do this part. Like, where do I find that again? And then eventually coming across it and being like, all right, now I've got to go back and, and do this sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, Day of the Tentacle is an old LucasArts game that was uh, released in the early 90s. Um, it's a sequel to Maniac Mansion. And with this one, you control three characters that have to travel uh, back through time to stop uh, a tentacle from trying to take over the world but something goes wrong and your characters end up uh getting separated one ends up in the past one ends up uh 200 years in the future and the other one ends up right where they started so you have this mechanic of switching between the three characters and trying to get certain things done um to to stop the tentacle from taking over or the tentacles from taking over and um yeah as you do things in the past or the future, it kind of affects what's happening in each direction with these other characters and you send objects between one another. And, uh, yeah, it's a really interesting me- mechanic, especially for an adventure game from the, the, um, from the nineties. It was, um, yeah, it's considered one of the best of its time. So yeah, yeah it, it's, it's still fun to, to get in there and, um, yeah, play that. It very, very good game. still funny. Um, but yeah, I was pretty much surprised about how much I remembered about it, which was, was cool. Anyway, uh, nice. I would. It's fifteen bucks. Um, if you've never played it before, it uh, yeah, it's. I'd like to talk to somebody that hasn't played it before and see what they think. Um, oh God! Not you. No, I don't think you should play it. But ah. somebody that likes adventure games and kind of I- see, um, like how it's aged. Because for me, it's just about um, yeah. Like I didn't have too many problems with it in terms of. Uh, like being like oh this is kind of outdated uh, I didn't look at it and be like you can play old games and be like oh these mechanics don't work anymore but because it's an adventure game it kind of things still sort of like they've brought they've added new mechanics in there like the interface and that sort of thing but overall it's still the very much same sort of game so yeah it seems it seems fun and the original Maniac Mansion is also in the game as well you can you can actually play that Okay. Um, which I would uh, I would not play that because it was a super hard game. <laughs> in that game, you could choose up to six characters to play. I see. Uh, three of them at the same time as well. I think, I'm pretty sure people could die in the original as well. Um, but yeah, that was a long time ago, so I can't remember too much. PC gaming, old school. Yeah. Old school. Otherwise, yeah, I haven't played... That was really the only game I played this week, so... All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, let me just check how long it did take me. I think it was about probably four hours because I blasted through that pretty quickly. Wow. Um, oh, it's telling me three in in Steam. So, yeah, three or four hours. Smashed it. It would probably take you a lot longer if you didn't know what you're doing. That's for sure. Uh, it's not... Uh, there's no hint system in that game, in this one. <laughs> You'd have to go look up a guide or something like that. Hmm. As far as I could tell. Uh, I looked in the options and couldn't find anything. There's a director's commentary, though, which is cool. It's got the guys kind of sit there and go through, um, you know, what they were doing and, yeah, like your Blu-ray DVD type commentary. It's good. Anyway, you've been playing a couple games. I've been playing some games, yes. Uh, Salt and Sanctuary uh, is out on PlayStation. I think it's available right now. I got a code off the publishers. Yeah. uh, Because Nathan met them while he was uh, over in the UK. Mm-hmm. So is this out on PC as well? Because I, I don't on the think Wikipedia it is yet. Page and it said it was, but I couldn't find it anyway. 
think it's still only out on PlayStation. Um, oh, okay, yeah, it says here Windows to to be announced. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Um, I think PlayStation might have paid some money to secure it for a bit because it's sort of headlining their like sort of an indie uh, like revival type deal they're doing. Like it's the headline game of a bunch of indie games that they're trying to push right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Dark Souls in two D. Yeah. Like, there's no fucking bones about it. It is exactly that. It's what it says on the box. And I think it's great. I think it does a really good job of it. Like, it's it's Dark Souls in 2D and nothing more, but it's nothing less than that as well. Like, it is... Uh, I think graphically, it's it's kind of goofy looking at times. Um, the art, art isn't really up to par for me um it's i don't know something about the dimensions of the characters looks off or goofy but apart from that it's fucking balls hard uh it's got a story that it doesn't tell you explicitly at all you just sort of have to work it out on your own mm-hmm. um it's uh directionally confusing at times it uh dumps you in the deep end i think i you sort of at the start you seem to pick like a covenant uh i'm gonna basically refer to everything in terms of dark souls because uh fuck using their their words for it i Uh, swear i saw a press release from sony being like hey this game's out it's basically dark souls or something i they weren't kidding like i went in expecting it to be kind of a second rate attempt because you know people have been trying to replicate the concept but no, they like the team 100% understands what goes into a Souls game and they have fucking nailed it. Um, but yeah, so I picked a covenant right at the start. Like it asks you to pick a covenant. Mm-hmm. And uh, I apparently picked the fucking worst one, uh, as far as I can tell. Uh, I picked the one where I get fucked with all the time. So that's rough. Um, but yeah, basically, you know, you got you got slashing and dodging and it takes you some time to work out uh, exactly how, I don't know, pointless it is to attack every enemy you see and, like, you sort of have to get the measure of an area first and bosses are rough. Um, Yeah, it's good. I am a huge fan. I think it's 100, like, there's still two weeks weeks until Dark Souls 3 drops, so fucking get it, Hmm. I think. I think it's totally worth it. Like, I, I don't know how much it is. I think it's 20 bucks. That's totally worth 20 bucks. Uh, it's probably worth 25 bucks. Not much more than 25. But, uh, yeah, get it. Use it to keep you going until Dark Souls 3 drops. And uh, then, you know, your life belongs to Dark Souls 3, obviously. But, uh, yeah, if you're after a Souls game and, uh, yeah, the idea of playing the other two again doesn't appeal then fucking bingo bango soul and sanctuary <laughs> yeah uh i heard that the combat is not the best uh i don't i don't i don't think there's anything wrong with it um the like iframes on your dodge rolls kind of i would say they're iffy i think maybe i don't have the full scope of them yet like you play enough dark souls and you've sort of got that 
feeling about your dodge rolls mm -hmm. and even then in dark souls 3 it seems even more forgiving like you get away with some shit in dark souls 3 the preview demo i'm talking about that we played uh, a couple of weeks ago that my preview is out on uh, in game informer right now mm. uh you can read that um but so i'm talking about that i'm not talking about any sort of uh, other game that i may or may not already have on steam um definitely only talking about the preview but uh the dodge rolls seemed unbelievably forgiving uh-huh like even more forgiving than in um dark souls one or two in this it's on sanctuary uh yeah either they're like the window is much smaller or it's not consistent so maybe that's what they're complaining about um otherwise like i don't, I don't have a problem I don't know. You can't stagger people, but I figured I just hadn't worked out the right equipment yet um, or the right skill tree to go down. The skill set is like, it's nearly Path of Exile crazy. Like, you're talking about this crazy fucking spider web. Mm -hmm. um, there was a Final Fantasy game that used something pretty similar, but I can't remember which one. Like, uh, eight? No, 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 no. Um, I think it was 10. Was 10 the one with the stupid fucking spheres and the spiderweb yeah, spheres? Yeah, it was 8. 8 or... Yeah, one or the other. Um, 8 had... No, 8 had the fucking... You'd level up shit by, like, siphoning their souls or whatever the fuck. Didn't it? You could exploit it by finding... Yeah, yeah, 10. Why did I think um, I don't know. You could, yeah, level up your material and shit, and you could totally ruin the game about two hours in. Um, but, yeah, fucking... Yeah, it's like bananas, man. Like, it's it's almost more impenetrable than the rest of the fucking game itself, hmm. uh, which is a tough ask, considering there are some confusing elements to that game. But, like, the essence of the Dark Souls experience, the Souls experience, is that fucking... Oh, I've, like, worked it out now. Like, that element yeah, of discovery. Mm -hmm. right? um, and Soul and Sanctuary fucking nails it. It nails the idea of not telling you everything. It nails the idea of still giving the opportunity to learn everything. It nails the fucking... I think it, it does a really good job with the combat. Um, I think it does a really good job of giving you the opportunity to dig your own grave. And I think that is perfect. I think that's exactly what it needs to do. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan, man. Um, but yeah, graphically, uh, a bit of a letdown. Probably the only real area that you could uh, that I would criticize it heavily for is yeah, the graphics. Like yeah, the art design in general doesn't appeal to me, um, and graphically, it's just sort of a bit plain. Yeah, yeah. But there you go, Salt and Sanctuary. Uh, yeah. You were you able to Google how much it is? Ah, <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. Uh, hang on, let's see if we can Google it real quick. AU PlayStation Salt and Sanctuary. Fucking hell, Joe. Try and type. Uh, there we go. PlayStation Store. Don't log me in because you're just going to tell me I own it already. Oh, you fucking prick. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Twenty dollars, <laughs> yeah, twenty-ish bucks. Fucking go for it. Um, yeah, 
Totally worth it. Uh, what else have we got? EA Sports UFC 2. Uh, I've seen some fantastic gifs of this on the internet. I think they deliberately <laughs> left it as glitchy as possible. But a cynical person would wonder if they'd actually done anything to the game beyond changing the fucking stats on the fighters and making sure Rebrock branding was everywhere. Um, a cynical man might wonder how they could come away with the same goofy fucking glitches as the first game uh, unless they were deliberately trying to get those to happen. Because, uh, like, let's face it, right? People... That game was more endearing. EA Sports UFC was more endearing for how fucked up it was than it was for a replication of the support, the sport it was supposed to simulate, right? Like it was more endearing for the times when someone would get uppercutted into the fucking rafters than people actually trying to have a mixed martial arts fight in that game. And the EA Sports UFC two is no fucking better. It is as bad as the previous game. It is. Uh, I mean, you know, like, Reebok is everywhere, which replicates the sport perfectly. Uh, you know, Reebok has basically turned uh, the UFC into a two-note fucking thing where everyone's wearing the same shorts or the same shirt or whatever the fuck, and that's not great. Uh, but, yeah, fucking the same basic problems still exist. It's still has issues with like the AI will still let you get up out of fucking full mounts the the fucking fights don't work the way they're supposed to like everything's still very uh, pre-animated and stuff and I think that's where a lot of the glitches come from when the pre-animations clash and uh, the game's physics engine tries to rep- like uh, recognize what's supposed to happen that's when the glitches occur because everything's so rigidly uh, canned it's I don't think it's a very good game again and I think that EA has to do something extremely different like they need to start over. Well, what they've added is basically the ultimate fighter teams, um, and, uh, a new ground game, which is in my opinion, uh, a little bit better, but it takes more getting used to. So it's, uh, on the ground, you now basically you press one or two buttons and you can choose to submit or you can transition and, the problem is, once again, once you start a transmission, you're locked into that transmission, uh, and like the canned animation plays. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in full guard and I move to half guard, right? Once I make make the transition occur to half guard, no punching can occur. And once I make the transition from half guard to side mount, no punching can occur. And during those moments, no punching can occur. Um, there's no way to put any damage on either player. Mm-hmm. So as a player in the uh, negative position, if you're, if say you and I are fighting and you have me on the ground on my back and you're in full guard, which is a good position for a person on their back, right? That's the positive position, 
uh, or most positive position that uh, someone on their back can have. And you move to half guard, mm-hmm. and then you move to side, side mount. From side mount, you would be able to knee me in the ribs. You would be able to el- drop elbows into my face. Uh, you would be able to go for a armbar or a kimura or like it's a very positive position for you. It's not the most pos- positive position, but it's a very positive position for you. Uh, so once you're in that position, right, if I don't want you to do those things to me, if I don't want you to knee me in the side, if I don't want you to elbow me in the face then my best tactic is to just start transitioning. It doesn't matter where I transition to. I can transition to north-south. I can transition back to half-guard. I can try to transition to full-guard. It doesn't matter where. My best strategy is to transition because you can't do anything while transitioning. So by the same token, you go from side mount to full mount, which is the most positive position for an attacker in for the person on top in the mixed martial in mixed martial arts, right? From there, you can literally just punch someone in the face while you sit on their fucking chest, right? It is a horrifying position. Maybe crucifix mount is better, but nobody ever gets it, right? So once you are once you're there, once you're in fucking full mount, again. Best strategy for me is not to block, it's to transition. Mm-hmm. Transition endless, endlessly. Because either you have to block the transitions, right? Or you let it happen, you never get to punch me, and away you go. There's no concept in the game of the the, the, the power that the ground, uh, that mixed martial arts like Brazilian jiu-jitsu experts have over those who are middling at best like for example the a couple of weeks ago uh conor mcgregor fought um nate diaz and nate diaz is a fucking murderer on the ground he's a straight up he's a black belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu and conor mcgregor is a stand-up specialist who thinks he's invincible and like is pretty assured of himself in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but I think he is at best a brown belt. At best. And the difference between a black belt and a brown belt in that specific art Hmm. is significant. Significant to the point where Nate Diaz had his fucking way with Conor McGregor. Like, had his fucking way with him and managed to choke him out. Uh, it's the same again, like Ronda Rousey, right? Like Ronda Rousey, before getting knocked the fuck out, right? Before everyone exposed the fact that she's got no stand-up game, uh, she was able to do whatever the fuck she wants because she's a gold medal. Uh, no, a medalist, an Olympic medalist at judo, but she's also quite accomplished at uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And any time a fight with her goes to the ground. The fucking odds of her winning, like the percentage chance of her winning, it's like getting dealt fucking four aces in fucking poker. Like, it's like the th- three of them come in and then it goes to the ground and another fucking ace drops in your hand. And you're like, well, I'm probably going to win this then. I mean, literally nothing can beat me now, right? So it's it goes straight to a fucking armbar. It goes straight to a Kimura. Straight to something, a choke, a rear naked choke or a fucking alligator rolling or whatever the fuck. Like, it's done. Right, mm-hmm. the difference between a great ground specialist and a middling one is so significant in the UFC, and EA Sports UFC has no fucking idea of how to replicate that in any way at all. Because at a basic level, it can't replicate a 
dominant position on the ground. It can't replicate a player being just slightly better on the ground. Like, and by slightly better, I don't mean better accomplished, better at ground fighting. I mean having a positive fucking position over someone. Because, like, that's, that's basic shit, right? You shouldn't be able to just fucking transition your way out of a fucking full mount. But you can, and you will, every single time, as long as you just keep spamming, spamming um, transition. And there's no stamina management. They've done nothing with the stamina management, so they've made no fucking changes to try to stop people from just spamming their way out of this shit. Like, maybe just make it so that after you fail to transition a couple of times, you have to wait... 10 seconds to uh before you can try again because you're out of stamina but no they're not doing that they haven't done that it's just i just don't understand like i don't understand how they could so severely misunderstand the sport of ufc like on one hand i guess i can because this is the team that made finite and so as boxers Mm -hmm. as people with a lot of boxing uh background they're making the same mistakes that a lot of boxers make that a lot of boxers make when they come into the mixed martial arts game and that is like uh james tony was a fat piece of shit who was well out of his out of like his elements and uh well out of the i don't know realm of being relevant to boxing but when he stepped into the octagon with uh randy couture uh that wasn't what his problem was. His problem was he got taken down and kicked, like, just fucking beaten up. Like, it was in a fucking schoolyard. It was a schoolyard fight. He was exposed immediately. And he had done ground training. He'd done wrestling training and Brazilian jiu-jitsu training to try to prepare for his fight against Randy Couture. But Randy Couture was an elite fucking mixed martial arts fighter. And Randy Couture did whatever the fuck he wanted with him. That's what happens when a boxer steps into the octagon. They have no idea what's coming for them as soon as the fight goes to the ground. And that's what happens in the EA Sports UFC too. They've got no idea what the fuck is supposed to happen when the game, uh, the fight goes to the ground. Hmm. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's another bad one. Right, anyway. So sounds sounds still like it's a lot more arcadey than, than uh, the other games. Than the Undisputed series? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, they're trying to make it accessible, but by trying to do that, they have... No, not that. No, fuck it. Like, I'm not going to make excuses for them. They don't understand how fucking ground fighting works in UFC, in mixed martial arts. They don't. They clearly don't. It's been two games now. There's no more excuses. It's not about accessibility. They don't understand the concept of fucking ground fighting. Yeah. And it's essential to a mixed martial arts game. You can't... Like, you might as well just have a fucking kickboxing game. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Word. Stop making shit games. Stop making shit games. Getting me so grumpy. I get so worked up about UFC games. Yeah. I think part of it is that I'm also souring on the UFC as well. Like, as a, as a sport I watch. Because they just keep making mistakes. Like, the, the Reebok deal I don't agree with. And uh, they're fucking awful about taking down highlights on streamable. Mm. You know, on NBA, 
on Reddit NBA, you can watch basically every tiny thing that's ever happened during any game. Yeah. Any game. Yeah. Uh, and so if you're not playing, if you're not watching games that day, then you can still at least keep up with some of the cool shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't do that with UFC. If you don't buy every fucking pay-per-view, it's done. You missed out. Hmm. And it's ridiculous. Because watching streamable shit is how so many people, like the amount of times a streamable, like a fucking Ronda Rousey made it to the top front page of all, like the top of all, when she beat uh, whoever it was in seven seconds, that was top, top page of all. And the UFC must have been a bit mad because their entire main event fight was up in a GIF hmm. on the top page of Reddit, uh, top of Reddit, but it doesn't matter. That is spectacular fucking advertising. Like, get your fucking heads out of your asses. Yeah, the UFC just make, keeps making mistakes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They're fucked. Anyway. That's it. That's all the games we've got. Yeah, should we do some news? Let's do some news. Yeah. Uh, we should have more games to talk about soon. Hopefully. There's a bunch coming out. So, um, yeah, give it a couple weeks. Uh, yep. Get there. Yep. We're busy. Knee deep. Um, news. Uh, Jackbox Party Pack 3 was announced this last week, um, which they I don't think they even announced what's in it. But it sounds like, from what I could gather, Drawful 2 might be in it, but they're doing it as a separate game as well. Which is strange. Really? Yeah. I'd probably buy a separate game. (laughs) Because they were talking about different release dates as well for Drawful and Jackbox Party Pack. Um, Anyway, that... Yeah, uh, hopefully it's in there because... um, Yeah, it's a good game. Um, but the thing that I took away that they're adding to Drawful is colors. They're giving you more colors to work with. <laughs> so okay. rather than just having, uh, you know, a black <laughs> black crayon or yep. pen to work with, uh, you'll be able to do something else. I don't black know that shark who's has a swimming in a yeah in a uh, pool, and now he has yeah a blue top hat as opposed to his usual black top hat. Yeah. Perfect. I yeah, I don't know how that like I don't know how that affects the game. Um Yeah, um I don't know. I don't know that's a significant change enough to to do some more things with that game, but no, I don't know. We'll see. We'll probably buy it, right? We play a lot of that. At Drunk yeah, Nights. Definitely. Alright, and uh, we got some rumors to talk about. Uh did you see these leaked NX controller picks that have been floating around? There's a couple. I did, yeah. They look pretty good. There was... Um, oh, oh well, I only saw one, actually. Someone's, so. Either someone's doing some good fakes or uh, there's a couple that are leaking. So, uh, there was one maybe a week or two ago that leaked out and there's been another one in the last couple of days as well um, that have been floating around. But it's kind of very similar to the, uh, to the, the Nintendo patterns that we were seeing a while back with this, like, oval shaped controller with um, in the entire display being uh, the controller but also thumbsticks with it yep um, yeah and I don't know I don't know how I feel about that it seems very aw- awkward and weird um, I yeah I don't know I, I think from my experience with the Steam controller uh, I think the, one, the mock-up I saw looks like it had worked 
um, okay. similarly. You know, like I think that uh, haptic is it haptic feedback? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm reading. Yeah, I think that'd work as a uh, a way to indicate like how you're actually using the controller properly, and uh, it works with the fucking Steam controller really well. So yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, I don't know if there's much else to talk about that. It, it seems like there's yeah, it's hard to tell whether or not they're real, but uh, it's sounding like it could be. <laughs> Or are they yeah. prototypes, at least some sort of prototyping. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it does it's seem really... like a mobile uh, type device, though, right? Because it's not very large. It's definitely not the size of the um, the tablet, the Wii U tablet. Oh, it, definitely not. It seems like something you're going to be able to take with you. Um, how that is connected to a console system, or no idea. Um, but there was a lot of talk uh, last it's year. Fake. It's fake. The creator of the leaked image uh, has posted a video on YouTube. Really? Detailing how they created it using 3D modeling tools. Was this yesterday? Today? Uh, half an hour ago. <laughs> wow. <laughs> for, for real? Yep. That's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Hilarious. So there you go. Well, don't don't uh, listen to what we just said. Now we know. This yeah, that thing was going all over the place, and people were like, "Yeah, it's from." They knew which company it was from that was leaking from, and yeah, all right, fair enough. I've checked that out. Oh, yeah. Um, which is why we said there were rumors. Yes, and then we confirmed they're not the rumors. We we nailed we that down. Well yeah. done, us. The next us. one. <laughs> Kotaku was reporting through sources that Sony is working on an updated PlayStation 4 hardware. Yeah. Um, So there was some GDC was recently and there was some mumblings going around from there that, uh, yeah, that some people heard some talk about this. Uh, Kotaku talked to some of their sources, some developers they knew uh, who confirmed that Sony had been uh, briefing people. Uh, on this new hardware and last night I read a story on Eurogamer that they've also confirmed with their sources that they're hearing the same thing um, and they are I think labeling it as a PlayStation 4K which um, is apparently supposed to have updated uh, GPU and will support uh, 4K resolution Yeah, but it, uh, from the sounds of it it's not going to be any processor updates um, it could just be uh, like Blu-ray 4K support. I am, maybe some sort of upscaling. I am 99.9999% certain mm-hmm. that that is exactly what it is. Yeah. Because, yeah. They they will fuck up their, <laughs> their user base so hard if they decide to go with something different. Uh-huh. Yeah, they cannot under any circumstances afford to do this when they're just about to launch a major peripheral that will rely very heavily on the existing install base so yeah uh, I, I think that's there's no fucking way that games are able to access this extra power mm-hmm. um, unless except for upscaling at yeah. best at I, best I think that's what it could be upscaling uh Otherwise, they get to a weird stage where 
like with the way mobile games work, you know, this game can only work on this specific uh, type of platform uh, because, you know, the old ones are too old. Um, yeah, and then you start, like, just fucking with your install base, your customers. Like, they don't know, um, you know, how... <laughs> You know, the next hardware cycle, can they trust the uh, company to, to not do this again? Um, you know, because we've, we were under the assumption that this could be an eight-year cycle, but I'm not going to buy another console if yeah. this is going to be updated when, oh, you need to have the latest console to be able to play this game. Um, and then you get down to confusing people as well because they don't know what they need. Oh, you know, parents... They just thought they needed a PlayStation 4. They didn't know they needed the new one because, um, you know, I, I don't think they're going to go down that route, but it's a tricky, tricky area to kind of navigate. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, it's sounding like we'll probably hear a bit more about that around E3 time. Yeah, definitely. Um, if developers are just starting to get briefed on it now, so that's only, what, two months away? Yeah. Three? Yeah. Three? Anyway, um, and the next one is Dark Souls Three. Yes, it is out, available in Japan. In Japan, it's currently on Twitch streaming. Yeah. Twenty six thousand three hundred fifty people. Yep, I was watching Arthur stream last night. I think. Hey, I think I was watching Arthur stream last night a little bit. Arthur was streaming. Yeah, so he bought it on Xbox One then. Nice, good on him. Um, yeah. <laughs> So basically, all you have to do, and it might not work tomorrow, so it depends on when you listen to this, but uh, you buy an 8,000 yen Xbox Live card off Amazon.jp. Do the usual thing to get your uh, Amazon to believe you're in a different country. And uh, and then you um, buy it on Xbox One Japan. Um, There's a full-blown... Just Google how to do it. It's fucking easy. Um, and it's actually, like, if you set your Xbox One back to your local region, it's actually playing the English version. What? Not subtitles. The full-blown English version. It downloads the fucking English version. Yeah. Which is spectacular. That's bananas, yeah. Yeah. But you've also got to play it on Xbox, so... That is... <laughs> so there's... I mean, to be fair, I'm... I, uh, if I were playing it currently uh, on PC, then I would theoretically be playing on an Xbox controller anyway. So, I don't know. you yeah. could use a PlayStation controller though, couldn't you? Uh, you could, or a Steam controller. Yeah. Um, but it's probably probably uh, theoretically much much easier to get an Xbox 360 controller working with it. Theoretically. Why? Why is that? Why couldn't you get a? PlayStation? Yeah, theoretically, might be a bunch of. Uh, weird um controller conflict shit going on really with the ps4 and the xbox uh steam controller theoretically yeah okay that's what i thought yeah there could be <laughs> <laughs> it's handy to know yeah just something to think about <laughs> something to think about yeah <laughs> not that we know no no definitely not saying that for certain but yeah just hypothetically speaking um yeah so, uh, yeah, probably wind up playing on an Xbox controller anyway. So, there you go. All right. Yep. Um, still, yeah, you can buy it right now. You should buy it. You should just get it on Xbox. Fuck it. And you, uh, can str- you can yeah. stream it. I'll come around and I'll tell you where, um, 
know where to go. Cause how would I know where to go? I've, I don't know. Theoretically, we can guess. <laughs> Theoretically, I'd make unbelievably good guesses. Um, I think we've played the first couple hours, though. Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. That's so what we've got off that. Right. I'm just doing part of the preview. Yeah, we're so. talking about the preview. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Again, yeah. Not the yeah. theoretical PC version. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway. Um, I If I uh, were waiting for it, I would do this 100%. I would. I'd, I'd probably already done it. I'd have done it yesterday. Yeah. Again. It's the main three weeks early, right? Yeah, fuck yeah. Um. Yeah, definitely. So uh, maybe don't play Salt and Sanctuary if you've got an Xbox One. Maybe just play fucking Dark Souls 3. Fuck it. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, let us know how you go. Send us an email. Yeah. Let Namcos know that we sent you. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure they'll love that. Or they Bandai. will love that. Uh, um, yeah, send us an email if you do get it going i'd love to know if anyone listening actually makes it work that'd be awesome um but speaking of emails i think it's time for emails yeah the ga podcast at gmail.com ga podcast at gmail.com david writes in hey guys really enjoyed the discussion on battleborn and overwatch last week for a background I've been involved in competitive Team Fortress 2 administrative work on Oz Fortress since 2011 and was a game op on the GA servers before that and have, like many others, been wanting a new game that captures the fun of that genre and gains traction where the likes of Brink and Tribes Ascend were have fought, quickly fallen by the wayside. I've had high hopes for Overwatch since first hearing of it, but in watching various pub and scrim streams since then, I've been become concerned. While I have no doubts that the game handles well and has a lot of fun elements, superficially it seems both too complex and too shallow in that the skills taken to get into competitive at the most basic level will be high and require a decent knowledge of the 21 so far confirmed heroes. But at the same time, the actual fights seem rather scrappy and there doesn't yet seem to me to be enough space for proper strategic depth on a team level. Obviously, once it has launched, teams will form and strategies tested, but I'm not confident that it can replace a game that has a low entry point, but has a high ceiling in terms of team strategy with as much as DM skill. I don't know what DM. What's DM? Luke? I don't know. All right. Um, and it's still active enough that we currently have 46 active teams across three divisions in the latest season. I think maybe... He might have typed over a sentence here. Because... Decision-making I mean, skills? Maybe. Yeah. But, like, he's directly talking about Team Fortress 2 halfway through that sentence. And the sentence is 60 words long. So, hmm, maybe we missed half of a sentence on that one. Uh, nevertheless, uh, yeah, still active enough that we currently have 46 active teams across three divisions in the latest season. The alternative, Battleborn, and he spells it with a U and an E at the end, which is just tops, uh, really does look fresh and has a very different dynamic to it that would work brilliantly in a competitive environment. But I have heard comparatively little on the internet about this game, and it certainly doesn't have the same hype surrounding it. 
I'll be trying to do my bit to talk it up when the opportunity arises, but without more exposure, it could disappear into obscurity very quickly. That's my spiel. Any thoughts from you guys on the matter? Would either be something you are likely to put more hours into over the coming months? Uh, what do you think, Luke? Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm more interested in Battleborn. Yeah, me too. We've, we've talked about it, I think, last week, but uh, yeah, I think uh, the whole team-based uh, objectives kind of MOBA thing is a lot more appealing to me. Uh, yeah, I like... Yeah, basically. Uh, I don't... I just don't think for a, a lot of the same reasons uh, that David wrote, I like... I'd never really thought about it in terms of skill ceilings before, but I, I think I agree. Like, I think that um, Overwatch might have a high barrier for entry and then a low skill ceiling because uh, they've really... Uh, I hate I hate to use this description, but it's Friday morning. Um, dumb down. The individual mechanics of each player i don't know if you feel the same way but uh in overwatch i feel like it's yeah you just you sort of auto do a lot of shit like it assists you a lot in doing what you need to do um and like even like the sniper black widow she fires like one once every 0.7 of a second or some shit like that's her full charge up is 0.7 of a second. It's not like the fucking sniper in TF2, which has some delay. And I think the recoil also shifts the fucking crosshairs. Like she can put shots nearly like, well, one shots on the squishier characters. She can put them down range every 0.7 of a second. Mm-hmm. That's fucking bananas. That's crazy. That's way too much fire. Like, and that's, she's probably, maybe McCree requires a bit more skill. But then again, he's got his little fucking use all six bullets at once ability. Like, yeah, I just, I feel like there are too many assists to require uh, players to be skilled enough. And so the skill ceiling is is lower than it, it should be. I don't know. Maybe it's unfair to declare that this early in, but that's how I feel about the game at this point. I think they may need to make some changes. Meanwhile, Battleborn seems, from the, the time we spent with it, to be, yeah, uh, probably the same barrier to entry, but a much higher skill ceiling, like significantly higher. Like you, there's no, I don't think there's any room for argument there. I don't think there's any room at all for argument that Battleborn will have a higher skill ceiling. Yeah, because there's, there's skill trees and you know, skill trees, actual skill shots required. Like this, yeah, Battleborn is definitely going to have more to it than um, than Overwatch immediately. But Overwatch is going to have that instant um, community. Which I mean, it's toxic at the moment, but that'll that'll change. Maybe because it's not a free to play game. It doesn't matter. It's Blizzard. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I, I've people travel from around the world to go line up for three hours to buy shit at BlizzCon stores. I'm pretty sure they will be able to sell some sixty bucks, sixty buck copies of games. I'm pretty sure they'll be fine. Just, just a, a guess. 
We'll see. We, uh, we'll I'm see. sure they'll sell it, but whether or not they can keep up the community and oh yeah, like what it's doing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it could survive. Yeah. I um, could, could be wrong, but from what I've played, it just doesn't draw me in, in particular. Yeah. Maybe it'll get better, but at the moment, I'm just like, uh, not really. Mm-hmm. Anyway, good email. Yeah, awesome email. Um, cool, and uh, that's all the emails we've got this week. Um, we are judging our competition today. We're always judging. We're always judging, but we're judging our competition today. Uh, and uh, so it was the 50 words, a, uh, a game that should be turned into Lego. Uh, and your reason why. And our winner is going to be Chris. Uh, Chris right, wrote the Kerbal Space Program, complete with CO2 boost canister attachments and mini decoupling charges. Because nothing beats watching your carefully constructed rocket explode moments into flight than more than watching your carefully constructed Lego rocket explode moment into flight and then having to find all the pieces. Hmm. I like it. I like the idea of a Lego thing exploding everywhere because you'd know kids are going to buy it. And then at some point during the night, some poor dad is going to step on part of your Kerbal Space program that you've been building for months but only like a small chunk of it and it's going to get embedded in in their heel yeah yeah and they'll fall over oh yeah they'll definitely fall over hilarious anyway um there you go we'll get you sent stuff sent out to you now uh we're going to take a break for a bit yeah well we're gonna do the outro and then we're going to talk more batman versus superman right uh we could yeah Uh, unless you have cooking to do I, i don't know uh no i'm good all right but we'll we'll only have about 20 minutes yeah cool um all right we'll we'll uh we'll back next week you can find us on uh itunes android windows store under the gap or the ga podcast if you want to subscribe mm-hmm. there uh we're on facebook.com slash ga podcast twitter.com slash ga podcast our website which is gapodcast.com you can go and uh check out the latest episodes on there and uh, cool pictures of things like the OC from last week. Oh, yeah. Which I made our banner. That was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, otherwise, I'm on Twitter at twitter.com slash LukeLaurie, L-A-W-R-E. You can find uh, some of my work at survivor.com as well. And Totes. Uh, Joe, what do you got going on? Uh, yeah, go pick up the latest Game Informer. It's no. the one with Gears of Four on the front. No. Uh, I wrote a big Dark Souls 3 preview on it and if you bought the game on xbox one already then you'll be able to confirm that it's an awesome preview <laughs> i guess yeah um and uh obviously head to red bull games australia to check out what i'm writing uh all the stuff i usually do esports related stuff uh, i have an email an esports related email so if you have some sort of esports related angle hot scoops Hot scoops. Hot scoops, or you want to make a pitch. Uh, if, if you'd like to write about esports in Australia on Red Bull, then pitch me uh, at esports at redbulleditors.com.au because I would love to feature some more Aussie writers about esports because uh, at the moment it's just me. It's, it's one-man show, 
And uh, I don't mind it so much, but um, hey, more people talking about it means better stories. Yeah, maybe our Team Fortress guy can email you. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, so yeah, that's that's what we've got going. Yeah. Um, and I am flying to WrestleMania next week. Nice. What day? Oh fuck! What day? Uh, <laughs> Wednesday. All right, we have to figure out, uh, yeah, what we're doing. Yeah, we'll have to play some games because I feel like <laughs> I feel like you've recorded Tuesday. on Tuesday. Uh, shit, yeah. oh shit! <laughs> what if we hypothetically uh, play some games? <laughs> Holy fuck! Uh, no. no, oh no, oh god no! <laughs> I don't think, did I sign an NDA? I don't think I signed an NDA. For what? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing. That's why I didn't sign an NDA. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, let's wrap this up. Let's talk about some dark... Oh, Batman vs. Superman. Spoilers. Yeah. Stick around after this. Batman vs. Superman. Otherwise, uh, see you next week, maybe. Word. Happy Easter. Yes. Do I need too much chocolate? show that this committee holds him responsible. That's how it starts. The fever. The rage that turns good men. Cruel. This bat vigilante is like a one-man reign of terror. You don't get to decide what the right thing is. Nobody cares about Clark Kent taking on the Batman. This means something. It's all some people have. It's all that gives them hope. People hate what they don't understand. Be their hero, Clark. Be their angel. Be their monument. Be anything they need you to be. Or be none of it. You don't know this world a thing. You never did. Batman vs. Superman. Batman vs. Superman. God versus man. Spoilers. I can... Okay, I'm going to jump straight in. Fuck it. Well, uh, just go too hardcore. Like, no, but- give people a bit of a break. <laughs> We're talking the spoilers. They had the whole outro. Spoilers. Spoiler Batman alert. Batman Spoiler Superman. alert. Yeah. Um, Batman vs. Superman. Spoilers. Superman is a god... And he has no fucking reason to be relatable to humans. There is no reason why humans should be able to relate to a fucking god. And I think that for that one of the few times in in comic book stories that uh, the Batman vs Superman accurately reflects that. And more than that, I think the Batman vs Superman represents the writers attempting to differentiate differentiate the Superman that they created with Man of Steel, which was something of a mistake with uh, the, the, okay. So he dies at the end. Right. And when he comes back, I I guarantee you, and he will come back. uh, But when he comes back, I guarantee you that he will be, 
more like the Superman everyone knows. It will not let anyone die ever. Like the Superman, like we were talking before about how Superman let people die to save everyone. Yeah. And I think what they did is they recognized that they made a mistake there and they were going to fix it. And the next Superman, the Superman that comes back, because I think that's what his arc in the film is. His entire arc in the film is that he eventually realizes that this is his world. He goes from, this is not my world. My world's gone to, this is my world. You're my world. uh, And I'm going to save it. Right. That's it. And he's going to save it at any cost. And he sacrifices himself. Yeah. I mean, there's even that line, like uh, in the film where the general says, he's taking the fight out to space. Like, as yep. a nod back to the the last film where he just fucking destroyed Metropolis. Exactly. Yeah. Like the that fight starts with them like wrecking some shit again, but it then he takes it out to space to try and finish it. Yeah. And I think that is a huge huge thing that people aren't pay, like paying attention to because they're too busy hating the film is that the Superman that comes back, I guarantee you, will be different. And it won't be different because of the complaints. It'll be different because they spent a lot of time working to make sure that Superman, when he returned, Mm -hmm. could be different. Like, they had to kill the Superman who believes he's better than everyone. And, like, it's, it's a common theme in Superman, but only in Superman movies where he's the bad guy. Superman books where he's the bad guy is that Superman believes he is correct at all times and that that comes across a bit before before he reconciles that you know this is his world or whatever before he drowns trying to get the spear mm-hmm. oh no sorry saves lois is when he drowns is just before he drowns um but before that like when he goes to try to reason with bruce wayne with batman on the rooftop at the start of their fight he goes to try to reason with him and when and they come face to face and Batman like gives him shit and so he force punches him because he he can't understand. He is a god and he cannot understand the fucking tenacity the, the fucking balls on this fucking human to dare come against him, you know? And so he pushes him across the roof and then he drags him up through a building like the superman in that film gives as few fucks about killing people as batman in that film mm-hmm. and we will find out why batman gives no fucks about killing people and it's because the joker uh went death of the family on jason todd 100 i don't know when but that's 100 what happened uh i reckon jared leto joker Mm-hmm. is Jason Todd. I reckon they don't do Red uh, Red Hood. I reckon Jared Leto Joker is just Jason Todd. I reckon that'd be so fucking awesome. But um, beyond that, right, and bear in mind, I haven't seen any of the trailers for Suicide Squad. Pretty much just guessing. So if they've already ruined that, then fuck it. But uh, yeah. So Batman doesn't give a fuck about killing people because he has been pushed to being cruel, which is what Jeremy Irons says. Uh, Superman doesn't give a fuck. Superman, because Superman doesn't give a fuck about humans or doesn't, doesn't, can't relate to them. Like he only ever related to them through the, 
window that his father provided and he let his father die and he had he didn't have to he didn't have to let his father die come on mm-hmm. no he didn't uh, have to <laughs> like he's fucking superman and that's the problem with that i had with man of still was like that he's like his father is supposed to like jonathan kent is supposed to die by means of not being able to be saved by his son but yeah. that doesn't happen in the film he he gets fucking swept up by a tornado yeah and it's like what that <laughs> doesn't make any sense like why doesn't he just zip in and grab him zip out no one's gonna see him yeah uh he's like the second fastest man on the planet yeah um you know apart from the flash like yeah and yeah the whole premise of jonathan can't supposed to die from a heart attack is like the thing that he like he can't save him from that it's dumb yeah yeah exactly um yeah, it's not supposed to be like choosing not to save him. It's supposed to be was un- unable to save him. Um, and like the, the Superman who lets his dad die is the Superman who doesn't understand the concept of death properly. Who, like that, that doesn't really resonate with him. Like he understands it exists and that humans die and that people die, uh, but he can't be killed. And so the only people he will look out for himself, right? But. And he'll look out for Lois, but he can't really conceptualize looking out for other people. And then knowing that he has to try to save Martha, his mum, that I think that helps change him. Like, did you see the pictures that they used were 100% the killing joke reference? They, because those, like, some of those shots were 100% shots of, um, Barbara Gordon from The Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they replicated that to try to remind us of the lengths that they'll go to to save people in yeah. their lives. And uh, yeah, I, I the the next Superman we see will be very different. I guarantee it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, I thought the opening was very good very well done the uh the credit sequence what about the credits what what happens i just like his usual slow-mo type stuff that he does yeah really good um i thought the introduction of uh bruce wayne was really good with the the general zod fight and kind of taking it back to the ground um but it did take me a while to be like is this from the last film or is this a new fight because there were things that were happening in there where I was like I don't remember like there was a spaceship yeah there was a spaceship flying around one stage and I was like uh when did that happen I thought it was just I thought it was just the giant like drill yeah Yeah. um that's when I was like is this a a dream sequence or something (laughs) I don't understand it yeah but then it kind of once I I saw Zod I was like okay you know it is the same fight um but that stuff was really good yep um, they they did a bunch of stuff that I thought should have been left to a fucking stinger. To oh, an yeah, that, stinger. that I don't mid understand. part was so dumb. Which mid part? Where uh, Wonder Woman is going through those files. Oh, yeah. That was fucking, yeah. Like, the email itself was awful. And, uh, yeah, it just didn't really fit. Like, it's, it's literally just franchise building. When it could have been just afterwards, she's on the plane uh, sitting on the plane and she's got like the email from Bruce and she's like, 
and you know it's all like so much about that is such a fucking stinger because that's when you hear Wonder Woman's theme music for the first time as well mm. and that's fucking bananas why wouldn't it be like you hear her she fucking leaps into battle like by the way, her leaping into battle, you were you were making fun of it earlier, but her jumping into battle is literally the best part of that fucking movie. It is baller as fuck. I was making fun of it. The music is awesome. The music's awesome. Like, she fucking saves his ass. And, like... Yeah, because you're expecting not to be... As soon as that happened, I was like, oh, yeah, it's definitely not Superman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Batfleck is, like... He's amazing. Affleck's awesome. I, like... I've never not liked Ben Affleck. Uh, and, you know, it's good because if you're white, you're Ben Affleck. So I guess be Ben Affleck uh, yeah. by virtue of being white. But, um, yeah, fucking he kills it in that movie. Uh, at the same time, fucking her jumping in and saving him, perfect. And, yeah, the music fucking balls out. And then that entire fight sequence is animated as fuck. But if that was the first time you heard the music, you'd be like, what the fuck? My, I think my biggest issue with that fight is that Batman doesn't seem like he's doing anything. He isn't doing anything. What the fuck is he supposed to do? He's not... He's, he can't be there. Yeah. He can't fight Doomsday. Because I think there's one stage where they're fighting and it's like two gods fighting this giant alien. And then it cuts to Batman and he's like hiding behind a rock. Yeah, he's hiding behind a rock or zip lining out of the way of shit. <laughs> That's all he can do. Yeah. But, like, I think that it's supposed to remind you of that, like, that he'd stay around is what he's about. You but know? I want to see him, like, th- like, he should have been throwing things, like, any, like, just fucking anything at him. Boomerangs or something. Batarangs. <laughs> that would have been funny. Um, yeah. Just but, him yeah. in the corner, just spraying him with these little metal uh, cutouts. <laughs> like one wedges into the side of his head and doomsday like grabs it and looks and flings it away <laughs> yeah um but yeah uh so if that fight had happened then after the credits it um she's sitting there in like typing away on her laptop and then um he, like the picture comes up and the music kicks in and again and it's like oh it is you like the email itself was fucking pretty gaudy yeah. awful yeah. but uh yeah the music kicks in and then she looks at the rest of the shit and you're like holy fuck that'd be awesome instead it's halfway through the movie that's making fucking sense i guess they were like yeah but why does wonder woman go and help them because she's fucking wonder woman she doesn't need a fucking reason she's wonder woman like she's a fucking superhero you fucking idiots god christ yeah anyway yeah. she was awesome uh i yeah, I thought she was awesome. Yeah. Who was uh, who was out acting Henry Cavill? I uh, uh, Kevin Costner. Oh yeah, well I mean yeah yeah like putting him next to Henry Cavill is like oh my god uh, this is yeah what is going on? Yeah. Like I would rather see uh, maybe a, a Kevin Costner Lex Luthor or something like that. I think it'd be pretty cool. Damn, that'd be awesome. Yeah, um, dude can act. Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. What'd you think? Uh, I know that some bits were okay, but overall, I didn't really get it. Uh, you said it last night. He was—he thought he was the Riddler. Yeah, he—he. He, I think he channels too much the Riddler. Like he kept saying weird quips and like rhymes and stuff like that. 
Yeah. And I thought that, uh, yeah, it seemed like he could probably do a good Riddler. <laughs> yeah. But he's not... When I think of Lex Luthor, that Luthor, that's not what I think of. Not that performance. There were moments mm. when he was fucking killing it. Yeah, there are moments, but then there's um, there are moments where... He reminded me of, like, his, the way he, is, he talks, his mannerisms, were like John Carmack. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. Um, the bit in the library when he's like, oh, look at this. Uh, I brought together Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne. Like, that is the first moment when you get the idea that maybe he knows both their secret identities. It's like, oh, okay. He definitely but they don't, knows. But they don't explain it well. That's No. And that's something that film, this film does a lot. It doesn't it yep. explain much. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it just kind of makes you guess whether or not these things happen. Like the whole, you know, why is Batman killing everybody? Like they could have just put in one line between, uh, I don't know, Bruce Wayne and Alfred talking about that. You yep. know, him saying like, uh, him disagreeing with his fighting tactics or something like that. They could have easily just put that in. It would have solved everything. Yeah. But instead, they don't. They just kind of hint at it. Yeah. And either we were, we're right or we're just guessing. <laughs> and maybe, well, maybe he didn't kill those guys, but those guys are definitely dead. They're, they're dead. They did not survive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I The Lex Luthor thing, I'm not, I'm not sure how I felt about that. Yeah. 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 I guess it's true. Um, but there's lots of things they do I thought really well, like the 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 Batman voice I thought was good in certain situations. They maybe overused it a little bit, um, yeah. but I thought that was smart. Um, I yeah. didn't know because I didn't know what he sounded like going in. If he was going to put on a voice, uh-huh. or if he was just going to talk normally, and I think that was a really good job. Other than some of the cheesy lines that he had to say, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um- they did a good job of explaining it as well. Like, uh, he was, uh, like Jeremy Irons is there testing yeah. the, the mic and stuff. Yep. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, and then like him training for the fights and yeah, you, like you don't really, you just think he's training, but then it comes back to that later and shows you why he was doing those things. Mm-hmm. as well like trying to lug around giant tires and um that sort of but then it does weird things with the dream there's like too many dream sequences in there um and the the weird fight where he, he like he's just murdering people in the desert um i think that's a uh i think there's been a comic kind of like that or it reminds me of injustice yeah it's um, definitely injustice yeah with like the superman task force that, that is kind of protecting him and they're kind of fighting with each other um it reminded me a lot of that but uh, which is an awesome fight scene but it's just him shooting dozens of guys in it, i think it's one take as well yeah it's a one shot yep yeah um, um and then what else was there that i thought um the, yeah the the death seek like every Every time something happened in the film, I was like, oh, man, I hope they don't take it in that direction. Or I hope they take it in this direction. They mm. they kind of did it in most situations. Like with um, 
with bringing up Doomsday. I, like, I didn't expect him to to be in. Like, I feel like he should have had his own film because he's such a pivotal character in that universe yeah. of him. Um, you know, being the one guy that kills Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they brought him, I was like, all right, well, they need to kill Superman. Like, there's no doubt. Otherwise, they've just wasted this entire character. Um, yeah, and they eventually do kill him, but then they 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 spend five minutes on this, like, it must be more than five minutes of, like, Superman's dead. They do this whole fucking montage thing, and then they reverse it all in, like, a split second, which I think is terrible. They sh- they That should not have been in the film. No, I don't think so. I mean, it's like the death of Superman is already a fucking contentious uh, element for fucking like comic book fans, and to immediately go to oh he's not dead, yeah, just it just seems yeah stupid. Yeah, you yeah. know, like why did you you didn't need that last five minutes? Or ten minutes of like everybody being sad and like if you're just gonna reverse it in the last moment of the film. Yeah. Um, Although like I seriously uh I said it last night, I still think that they one hundred percent should have done the Dark Knight Returns okay. thing that should have gone all the way with the reversal and yeah. had Bruce Wayne standing above the if they were gonna make sure everyone knew he was still alive. Mm-hmm then fucking have him standing over the grave and say you know I beat you and then Superman pops out and he's like no he didn't <laughs> jokes <laughs> not as Borat pops out <laughs> yeah no but like in the the comics he's supposed to I think that what they should have done is just let him die and I know it's hard because in the comics Batman is the one who dies yeah, no, I mean in uh, in the Doomsday situation. Oh, right. Yep. So, yeah, in the comics, Batman dies. But in, um, it, like, when he fights Doomsday, he's supposed to die and and basically go, like, months go by where there's no Superman anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. And eventually, he, you know, he comes back to life and whatnot. But that I think that's the way they should have taken this. Like, the next film should have been, you know, the, the Justice League getting fucking destroyed and then Superman shows up. But yep. you run into problems where, like, you know who's going to be in the next film because of casting announcements and leaks and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it'd be cool if they could pull off a surprise, but I don't think... Um, yeah. But, like, for people that like us that try to avoid that sort of thing, yep. maybe, it, maybe it could be pulled off, but when they show it at the end of the film that he's coming back, it's kind of stupid. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, oh fuck! I, I better wrap it up. Uh, is there anything else you were itching to get out? Um, no, nah, yeah, I just like I didn't mind the film. I I didn't hate it. I thought there were a lot of problems, but I don't think it's as bad as what people are making it out to be. I thought it was above average as a like, if only because it was such a spectacular rendition of the source material um and it, i thought it did a good job of adapting it but uh yeah it definitely had problems uh, i would still yeah wholeheartedly recommend seeing it although if you're listening to the spoiler chunk then you've already seen it i assume but yeah yeah do you think it's going to do well still i think so yeah I, I think it'll do well i mean it's safe to take children too so 
It should. Yeah, it's got one bit of swearing in it. <laughs> When's that? Uh, when Batman. Oh, shit. Sees Doomsday <laughs> for the first time. Yeah. 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 Uh, and Although, Doomsday yeah. looks like shit as well, especially the, oh, the, the first bit when he, he... I looked at it, I was like, that's not... That doesn't look anything like Doomsday. <laughs> looks like fucking fuck cage troll from Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, it looks like a... Yeah, one of those uh, trolls. Yeah. It's odd. And then uh, it wasn't until later where he started absorbing all Getting spikes energy. and shit. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a bit... bit oh, oh, Superman. When Superman cops the nuke, hmm. right, uh, in outer space, Yeah, that is perfect. That's that is from the book, yeah. So fucking perfect. Yeah, they really nailed that shot. Um, yeah, that is exactly from the book. So they did a really good job with that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Cool. Thanks for listening. And thanks, Luke. I'll see you later. Yeah. Get ready for spicy wings, motherfucker. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. See you all. Bye.